The current spoiler warning level is, Leaf Green. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Leaf Green. We're talking about some machines from Mobile Suit Gundam Variations. Also some spinoffs like Mobile Suit uh, Gundam Encounters in Space, the PS2 game. And other such, you know, machines in the margins, as it were. Uh, Then later in the episode, we do have a little spoiler warning while we talk about some machines from Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin. I don't think you can consider these machines spoilery, but they are from a show that GGP will at one point cover and has not covered yet. And so at that point, we insert a little spoiler warning just to give you a fair heads up. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista in G, your home for conversation about the robots from Gundam. I'm Six Stepmar from Scanline Media. I'm Dylan. And Dylan, I don't want to roll right now. That's fair. Because you know what? I'm going to tell you a secret. I've been playing a lot of GPO2, as in, or GBO2, as in I've been playing it uh, every day for weeks. <laughs> I got to do my dailies, you yeah. know how it is. Yes. Uh, and I have become thoroughly attached to the Gundam Unit 5. Mm-hmm. I, I, really, I really like that machine. And our first ever role was the original, the RX-78-2, the goddamn Gundam, right? Yep. And on our dock here, where we have all this, this spreadsheet with all this information, we have a section that's like related units. Um, and we basically didn't talk about any of the related units because we talked about, you know, the G-Bull and the G-Sky and all the all that stuff. Yeah. We didn't talk well, about any of the other RX-78 projects. The thing is, the Gundam itself gives us a lot to talk about. It really know? does. And with the way we do this show, we at first, <laughs> that's back in episode one when we thought these would be short little 15-minute podcasts that we did instead of uh, the Odyssey that it proved to be. True. Um, and even that episode, I think, was like, 45 minutes or something like that, 35, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, the Gundam is the RX-78 too. We still have an RX-78 1 through 7 that we never went over that we can go over today. Yeah. Um, including your favorite, the 5. So I say let's dive in with the RX-78 1 and we'll just work our way up from there. Yeah, uh, as 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 I've been titling these, this will be this episode will be titled the RX seventy eight one prototype Gundam. But we we will talk about far more than just that. Yeah. So, the RX seventy eight one prototype Gundam is the prototype of the Gundam. Uh, so, uh, basically, there's a little bit of difference in its design, and when I say a little bit, I mean it's very minor. The changes for the RX seventy eight one. Mm-hmm. Um, the primary visible change on the design, it's your classic RX-78 throughout, except when you get to the legs. Yeah. Uh, there was some added detail on the knees. The, um, ankle armor has some slits in it. It looks like a visor on, like, a knight's helmet. Yeah, and then, uh, the arms are given a little bit of a different shape, 
Though I don't think that's actually ever referenced outside of, like, some of that old art. I don't know. I'm curious if the blocky arms... Well, it looks like... Okawara consistently draws it with the blockier arms. And GBO2 does give it the blockier arms. Okay. It does have blockier arms as well, then. I should note that. Okay. Um, other than that, though, this is mostly a recolor of the original, the goddamn Gundam. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of your normal Gundam tricolor, this one is white with black and red. This is actually much more in line with the, uh, the one, I think it's Gunboy, uh... The, the Gunboy design uh, oh, for me? the Gundam. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on one second, Six. I will grab this for you. Um, I don't know if there's an easy way to like find it for our viewers, but basically one of the earlier prototypes of the Gundam, as in like the IRL prototype design, mm-hmm. uh, was a design called the Gunboy, and it actually has a black, red, yellow, and white color scheme as well. Um, oh, so it's so it's a, it's a portmanteau of gun and free boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it! All right. Um. So I have I know what books definitely have it. Um. I'm just looking real quick for that. It's the uh, complete record. Here we are. So there's actually a lot of uh, weird prototypes I can show in here, but I'm just gonna look for the gun boy. At least let me see it. Oh, no, it is actually known as the Gundam by this point, or at least it has, like, a... This is not the Gunboy design I was thinking of. Uh, there's a couple of early Gundams, but anyway, I'm going to show you this. You see what I mean with the oh, colors? Oh, yeah, wow, that's interesting looking. Uh-huh. Um, Gives me way more, now, like, like super robot vibes, honestly. Kind of mazingery. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's definitely... You can tell it's an early design for Gundam. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just because I have the page open, I'm going to show you this also. Here's the early gun tank, which looks funny. Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like the world's most aggro Ibo. And then, God, I should have showed that on the episode we had Grant on, because that would have been great to show. But um, mm. I'll have to send him this later. <laughs> and then we have the gun cannon, which is actually surprisingly close to the final gun cannon other than the colors yeah yeah that one um, they kind of figured out yeah um oh also a uh, quick f- fun fact for everyone that's listening uh the the white base is known as the freedom fortress in this by the way mm. which is very funny to me anyway uh i'll have to look at these more with you later six but this episode's not about that this episode's about the gundam and its prototypes that are within gundam to a degree, like, you know, various mm-hmm. side things and all that. Yeah. Anyway, so the prototype Gundam, um, so, it's interesting. The, it doesn't have a lot of changes compared to the Gundam, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's, it's basically just a recolor and some minor changes. The weapons are the same, right? You see it using a lot of the same weapons. Other than one note, the beam rifle, while being similar to the Gundams, lacks a scope. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit of a boxier design with a, with no scope on it. But other than that, you see it using, you know, the hyper bazooka. You see it using the beam sabers, which you can still see on the back. It has the beam javelin. Um, the Gundam hammer, etc. Like, it's... It's shown using all the other things. Um... But, yeah. 
So that that's the prototype Gundam. There's not really a lot more to say about it, and if you've already listened to our uh, like original Gundam episode, you'll notice you know it, you'll you'll know a lot about this Gundam. We don't need to rehash all the elements of the gun the the goddamn Gundam. So um, I guess more or less the story is this was on side seven and then Zeon attacked and Amro pulled out the Super Napalm and goodbye prototype Gundam. Uh, yes, uh, I think it was supposed to be now. Now, there, of course, different stories say different things. I think this is one of the ones that like you, like when they they have all those mobile suits under wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be one of the ones that's there. OK, um, that makes sense. A uh, small reference to this is also made in uh, 0080 uh, in a way when uh, I believe they're talking about all the mobile suits at the school and someone describes seeing a black Gundam. And I have to wonder if that's a little reference to this um, hmm. when they're just talking about like, you know, when they're doing their school rumors about mobile suits. Yeah. Um. So uh, the Arc 782, it has an episode. You should listen to it. It's our first one. You probably have listened to it, but either way, um, don't got to go over that. However, we do have to go over its upgrade, which is the G3 Gundam. Yes, indeed. The RX-78 G3. Or sorry, the RX-78-3 dash G3 Gundam. <laughs> um, so the G3 Gundam is... I like it a lot. Uh, I know some people don't, uh, but I hate tricolor, so, you know, (laughs) I'm a criminal. Uh, And uh, everyone knows I typically tend to like uh, gray color schemes on my robots. So the the G3 Gundam is, what if you took a Gundam and made it very gray? Um, Sometimes it adds blue, sometimes it adds a lilac. Uh, It really depends on who's drawing it. Sometimes, like, it's drawn, you know, completely grayscale. Other Mm -hmm. times it's drawn with, like, a purple. It's just how it is. Um, the G3 is supposed to be an upgrade for the Gundam. Uh, it is supposed to be a Gundam that basically has, um, the, the magnetic coating applied to it and built in. Um, it, it's, it's basically just like a Gundam with slightly better performance. This is, this is, is this is a, this is like Gundam Game of the Year edition. <laughs> yeah. So this is like... One of I I think sometimes the story is they were trying to get it to Amro and then they couldn't. Uh, but that always happens. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yes, here here, here the backstory is supposed to be like the Arc seventy eight three was just another prototype of the Gundam. Like it wasn't really that different at first, and then they recovered its parts, applied the magnetic coating to it, etc. And that's how they set it up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like I said, it changes depending on the things because. The novel of Mobile Suit Gundam features the G3 Gundam. Oh, interesting. Uh, yes. Uh, it's it's actually like supposed to be this gray one, too, um, if, if I remember right. Uh, but um, then in other various things, different accounts of what happens to it. Um, I think the G3 kind of matches, as you saw with, like, the gun cannon and gun tank, there was actually a drive to, like, make the robots look a little bit more realistic, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, you know, like, they have that very dull color scheme. Um, the G3 kind of feels like that, which might be why Tamino would include it in his novel. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like it's closer to like my understanding of Tamino's original vision for for the Gundam. He he wasn't like, hey, let's make this the the red, white, and yellow, you know, America Gundam. He wanted something that was a little more grounded looking. Yeah, but Clover. Well, it always says sponsors. I'm pretty sure sponsors means Clover in this case, uh, given that they're the toy maker for original Gundam. I uh, didn't want to let him um do that, mm-hmm. and if they're providing the funding well you kind of gotta listen to them unfortunately i i hate to say it but in this instance i think clover was right i like the g3 but i think for what original the gundam, gundam represents was, oh yeah. yeah i think the tricolor overall works with the thematics of gundam i just like this more from a yeah. visual perspective the problem is when i look at a lot of robots it's very easy for me to divorce them from like their story representation, then I start, like, just examining, like, all the weird implications of them, or, like, the visual aspects. And, while like, that's the thing, though. Like, the tricolor for what we feel about the Devil's Machine is actually pretty good, I -hmm. will say, from, like, a thematic standpoint. But if I'm looking at it just from an aesthetic standpoint, I definitely prefer the G3. Uh, No different armaments or anything, by the way. Just, it's also all the Gundam's equipment. (laughs) Um... You always get that thing where, like, the video games will sometimes, uh, you know, give it, like, different weapons that they don't give the Gundam. Um, now here's where we start getting weird. The next mobile suit on our list would be the ARC-78-4, uh, which I believe is just called the GO-4, yes, okay. Yes. Which is annoying, because the other one was not the GO-3, it was the G-3. So you have the ARC-78-1 prototype. The ARC-78-2 Gundam, the ARC-78-3 G3, the RX-78-4 GO-4, and that makes me mad. Gundam now, Unit 4. Maybe, maybe this is an 8th MS team situation and it's not pronounced O-4, but they put the O-4 there. They could have just done G-4. Anyway, this is where we get weird. Uh, these designs were introduced in MMSV. MMSV is a early 90s MSV series done by Okawara that has... It's interesting because his designs in it are very weird because this is coming off after, like, you know, he he's, like, really coming to his own and everything. And you see a lot of details that get included in, like, some of his late UC designs. Mm-hmm. But he's applying them retroactively to one-year war designs. When you look at, like, the MMSV illustration of the GO4... This thing is covered in, like, burniers and stuff. Like, and it has, like, almost, like... It, it reminds me of, like, the various F91, like, side story suits. Like, you have, like, the little triangles on the knees and the triangles on the skirt armor. Like, lots mm. of, like, little decals that are, like, Okawara-style decals. It looks alarmingly sophisticated for a one-year war machine. Yeah. Um... And, in some ways, it kind of is. Um... So, to, to expand on that, so... We have two distinct versions. Uh, the version I think we'll be mostly talking about is actually going to be the later Kotoki version, because that's the one that gets used in everything. So mm-hmm. you see the original MMSV version, and it's pretty it's pretty good. It's an Okawara design. It looks like an Okawara Gundam of that era, but I, I actually quite like it. I think his details are neat. I like the color contrast. Um, when you look at the standard art of it on the website, then uh, as well as the BST version, which is sort of a reference to as we've talked about before, like the, um, what they would call the booster units in Sentinel. Um, Mm -hmm. so Kotoki, when he redesigned these, um, he did simplify them a little bit, actually. He did, like, if you look at, like, the chest, like, it removes, like, the verniers on the sides of the torso, and, like, 
the vern like some of the extra ones on the legs. So Kentucky actually simplified the design a little bit. Um, he also included latches because what he did was rather than it being an, a, a normal integrated mobile suit, it it has like armor that it puts on for like you know better performance in space, namely on the shoulders and the backpack and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the unit four is really neat. Um, so going down the design, uh, you have a very standard Gundam head. Uh, however, the main difference is we have added blue to the chin and the forehead jewels. Um, so this is a very blue Gundam. Uh, it's off uh, some like some Alex vibes in the head, I would say, because of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, as you move down, you've got a pretty complex torso because you've got the double vent thing going on. A lot of late era, or sorry, late one year war, I should say, uh, gyms kind of have this going on too, where if you look around the collar, they have these uh, extra vents at the top. Mm-hmm. As you move down the chest, you've got your two uh, Gundam chest vents. However, on this, they're like an open design rather than like the bunches of slits we're used to or that we just saw in like the uh, G1, or the, the, the RX-78 1 and 3. Um, you've got pretty boxy area over the cockpit hatch. I actually like that about it. Um, mm-hmm. And the chest is also a white, a gray, blue with some yellow details. The yellow is mostly reserved for like the inside of electronics or like the vents and stuff. Um, move to the arms. You can see on the shoulders that they are very obviously have, like, latches, um, that are just sticking out of the side. You move down the arms, and this is where you get a little weird. On the wrists, so the Gundam has head Vulcans. I almost never feel a need to mention head Vulcans. On the wrist, we have, uh, little hand beam guns. So it's little tiny, like, short-range beams built into the wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, now... Again, this is in a video game, so you never really get a sense for how this would be effective, like, in an animated setting or, like, a normal setting. But it does have those. And it does have these on the uh, Okawara design, too. Um, slightly different design on them, of course, but just wanted to mention that. Uh, so it does have, like, little short-range wrist beams, which you, you start getting those a lot at the end of the One Year War, it feels like. Because, like, you know, um, like, the Gelgoog Jaeger has those, and... Like, the Alex itself has, like, the wrist Vulcans and stuff. You, you just start getting, like, lots of, like, these, like, little arm-mounted uh, guns around in this era. And, I mean, I like them. They're cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so as you move down to the legs, you got the skirt with... So, interestingly, it has, like, those yellow... I don't know what the function of them is, I always forget. The yellow things from the first Gundam skirt, but they have, like, armor put over the top of them, which is kind of a neat touch. Um... And then, yeah, you go down to the legs. You've just got pretty standard Gundam legs going on. I like the detailing, like, the, like having, like, that little section of the knee that's, like, a different color. The little thrusters around the knee. Uh, thrusters on the outer leg. Pretty standard Gundam, like, you know, like, feet and stuff. Um, and then you also look at the base backpack, and you've, I actually like the backpack design a lot for both versions of it. Um, both Okawara and Kotoki's version. Um, the backpacks just have these, like... It's a classic Gundam shape, but down the middle you have, like, an extra set of thrusters, and I just like the way that looks. Mm-hmm. Um, incidentally, Okawara's actually looks less standard Gundam-y, because the bottom thrusters, instead of being normal verniers, are actually, like, these sort of, like, scoop, like, like almost, like, sort of venti-looking things. Um, I, I like it. Uh, quick mention on the BST version. Uh, this does get an upgrade in the form of the BST version, the booster version, uh, 
basically all you're adding is you're getting some extra thrusters on the arms, on the shoulders, which they look cool. I like the boxiness of them. Uh, and then you're getting some propellant tanks on the backpack. The 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 Okuara version's weird because it's kind of in between these two designs, where like if you look at the Katoki one, like until the booster unit, it doesn't really have like the propellant tanks on the back. It has just these little like latches on the mm -hmm. backpack. Whereas the the Okuara version, while not having the big shoulders, does just have like the propellant tanks. Um, armaments. This is where we get into the part where you're like, oh, this seems a little bit more advanced. So it uses a hyper beam rifle, supposedly a better version of the Gundam's beam rifle. Yep. Um, which, why? It has improved output and accuracy. My problem is, we talked about this in the Gundam episode, why do you need improved output on the Gundam's rifle? I the mean, Gundam's rifle know. was a Battleship-class rifle that was already way overpowered for what it was doing. Listen, here's the thing about weapons design, Dylan. You are in an arms race. The other people are always coming up with, you know, countermeasures, right? You can't wait until the gun isn't good enough to upgrade it. You've got to upgrade it before it's outdated. That, that seems, hmm. That seems like it would, like, like, uh, I don't know. I, I have problems with this philosophy a little bit, at least in the case of applying it to the Gundam here especially. But anyway, uh, don't worry, though. So you have a Hyper Bazooka. It's your usual Hyper Bazooka. Uh, it may have a slightly different design, but no one gives a shit about Hyper Bazookas. Um, <laughs> okay, I don't give a shit about Hyper Bazookas. I don't either. I, I agree okay, with good. you. I just well, good. The hosts don't, don't agree. So, audience, if you care about them, I'm sorry. You're not on the show. Um, <laughs> Mega Beam Launcher, though. So, the other thing this has, not content with just having the Gundam's rifle, but better, it has a Mega Beam Launcher. Which is a large rifle. Um, it has a total length of 12 meters. So almost the size of like a small, like, you know, mobile suit. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I guess F-91 era, they're still like 15 meters. But it's pretty big gun still. Um, it has multiple sensors all over it. Um, the gun looks cool, I will say. I, I, I love, especially like the Okawara version of it. Um, in the uh, like art that you'll see on the wiki in the gallery there. I really like this gun. It's so weird and boxy and big. It's got multiple scopes on it, which is very funny to me. Um, you really it, don't want to miss, you know? You just gotta, yeah. you just gotta be sure. And uh, it also uh, has an energy pack that is attached to uh, that you attach to the mobile suit's waist, and then there's like a cable that goes into that. Um, it's uh, just funny a story about the energy big pack. gun. Yeah. Ah, uh, it don't work so good. No, it don't. That's uh, if you, if you're if you're like, I wonder whatever happened to these machines. Uh, one time, they fired the gun and the energy pack blew up and killed the pilot. I mean, look, rip. The real disaster is that the machine blew up because of this. Um, sure, sure, pilots are replaceable. Pilot. Yeah, uh, totally. No, but um, yeah. Uh, so yes, when it gets used, um, it is not like they actually tested it good. They didn't finish it right. And, well, uh, the pilot, who is uh, Luce Castle, is his name. And it, I, it looks like it should be, like, Luce or something. No, it's pronounced Luce, going off the katakana. Luce Castle uh, explodes because he, you know, uses it. He, he, uses he the looks gun. like, he looks like, like, Slegger Law after, like, switching to, like, a fucking, you know, like, intermittent fasting diet. 
weird. Uh, there's, um, I'm curious, given his hairline, my brain goes... Okay, he has an age, it's 30. See, I was gonna say, this guy's in, like, the Kakrakon Kakular cl Club of, like, looking way older than he is. He still looks older than 30, though. He's given, like, clear tells that you're supposed to view him as older, but, like, he's only 30. Like, that's not, you know... He's got these crazy sideburns and, like, he, he looks like he plays bass or something. I don't know. There's something <laughs> weird going on with him. Anyway, loose tassel, everyone. He, uh, he, 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 when he was a kid, he, like, he, his dad bought him his first pack of cigarettes, and he misunderstood and just started eating them, and he's done that ever since. Uh, all right. Um, anyway, uh, yes, the Gundam 04, though, its gimmick is having a big beam rifle. It blows up. Um, incidentally, we've talked about the Pale Rider on here before. Uh, just a note. The Pale Rider gets several design elements, including, like, the way, like, its armor and, like, space pack works, based on the Gundam Unit 4 and 5. Uh, just a quick little mm -hmm. tie into that episode. So, we have the Gundam Unit 4. The Gundam Unit 4, uh, big beam rifle blows up. Uh, oh, also, they're on a fake white base because everything is upgraded. They're on the, um, the SCVA-72 thoroughbred, which was mentioned in one of the Gundam novels, I guess. And then that's where they brought it into here. Um, it's just a big fake white base. Um, yeah, I. And it's given a weird color scheme. <laughs> my first encounter with this was uh, was last year. I think it was before we started this show. I bought one of the Gundam PS2 games. I think it was Encounters in Space, right? Yes, yes. Encounters in Space is the one that features these two. Yep. And I I fired up the thing, and I was like, "All right, Mobile Suit Gundam Thoroughbred." And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "You're playing as Gundam Unit Five. And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> yep. Um. So in this era, and this will actually come up when we talk about the Seventh Gundam too. So the Gundam Unit Four and Five were actually redesigned by Hajime Kotoki for that video game. Mm. Um. Incidentally, when we get to the Gundam Unit 7 and the Gundam Unit 6, they also had updates for video games. The 6 was not by Kotoki. The 7th was also was by Kotoki, though. All of these Gundams are updated for video games, which is very funny to me. Um, so, the Geo 5, let's move on to your favorite. Um, so well, quick... uh, just real quick, oh, one thing to note about the 4 and 5, that is, that is you know, uh, I think part of why they were able to make these machines so advanced... Goodbye core block system. This is just a this is just a mobile suit. There's no transforming yep. shit. Oh yeah, should mention that. Yep. There's no core fighter bullshit. Uh it's just it's just that. It also has the magnetic coating already applied as well. Mm -hmm. Everything gets a magnetic coating. If you want to show that something is better than the Gundam in the one year war, you go, ah, it has a magnetic coating. Uh is generally yeah. what you do. Um so the Gundam Unit 5, um, when we move to this, not a lot of aesthetic changes outside of the color. And the chest vents are given, like, a slit down the middle of them. Uh, I do like that they give that little bit of differentiation. But otherwise, this is a red repaint of the Geo 4. Mm -hmm. It looks cool, though. Um, I will say, the color scheme is actually pretty good. Uh, Katoki's actually makes the gray more of, like, this kind of, like, really, like, brownish kind of gray that I think works well with it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but otherwise, it still has the booster version. Uh... You know, it attaches, like, the extra booster parts and all that, and, um, however, so, Hyper Beam Rifle, it still has. Six, want to go into what its, uh, big armament is that's different from the Geo 4? Okay, so, obviously, Geo 4 has that, has that, you know, that Mega Beam, uh, launcher there. Now, okay, have you ever heard of the Gundam Heavy Arms? 
Yes, yes, I believe we did what? an episode on it. <laughs> uh-huh. What if it, like, escaped into UC and also was cooler? Because mm. the Geo 5 has the giant Gatling, which is just a big fucking Gatling gun. Yeah. It, it has a cool design is the thing, too. It's a cool-looking Gatling gun. It looks gun. good. Because it, it's got, like, this large setup. It's got the cool chain, like, chain belt going into it. Um... You've got, like, a big radome on it, which I always love. Uh, just a cool-looking Gatling gun, actually. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. One other thing to mention. I didn't mention this on the Geo 4, but this applies to the Geo 5 as well. It has a shield that can collapse, similar to, like, the way that the Mark II shield is shown sometimes. Like, they, they, mm. they, love, they love adding collapsible shields to things later on, and it, it, it has a collapsible shield. Um... Shield is an otherwise neat design that's very similar to, like, what you expect of a Gundam shield that has, like, the little visor at the top of it that it can look through, etc. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah. So, the, the giant Gatling gun, though, is by and far what makes this one unique. It's pretty cool. It's cooler, I think, than just having a big beam, honestly. Yep. Like, they, they already gave them Gundam beam rifles. Why do you need to give it, like, a fucking, like, Zeta-era Mega Bazooka launcher. You don't need that shit. Just a big Gatling gun. It, it, it's yeah. good. I like it. So, the the idea of this was like, okay, here's what you're gonna do. The the four and the five are gonna sortie together. The four is gonna set up and get, like, get, try to aim and charge that big that big Mega Beam launcher. And the Geo 5 will just dump with his Gatling gun so no one can fucking move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 a it's a big gun. It's a it's a rather large Gatling gun too. Um, so apparently ninety millimeter shells carries three thousand caseless rounds, uh, because it has mm -hmm. a huge drum and it fires fifty rounds per second. That sounds fast to me, but I don't know how machine guns work. Is fifty rounds per second pretty fast? It's that it's pretty fast. good. That's that is a solid firing rate. Now. Is that anywhere close to how real life ones fire? Because I, I do not know anything about real life guns. You know, I don't know firing rates for Gatling guns. I would say for a, um, like, that is much faster than a submachine gun. That is much, much yes. faster than a submachine gun. Um, we're talking like six times faster than, well, I mean, modern ones get faster than that. But, you know, um... Oh. Uh, orders of magnitude faster. Let, let me let me look up like uh let's see. Here's, here's, I, I did just find out one. something actually. The M sixty one twenty millimeter Vulcan cannon uh can fire I, I, either four thousand or six thousand rounds per minute. So doing some math. Uh that would be Oh no! The apparently the Vulcan actually fires faster, even with the low setting of four thousand rounds, that's sixty six point six rounds per second. Um Fuck! What the hell? That's, that's uh, a lot that's of a bullets. Lot. That's a lot of bullets. Anyway, sorry. Just random things. Is I don't know shit about guns. Um, I, I, I want to <laughs> let me let me look up. This is this is the one. I think this is the the, the best go to is the GAU eight Avenger, which is the Gatling gun on the uh, A ten Warthog. Um, let's from, see, fire from Halo. No, the actual oh. airplane that exists <laughs> in the world, uh, Dylan. Wait, there's a war okay, okay. Wait, there's a warthog airplane. Yes. What? 
Okay. It's also known as the Thunderbolt 2. Um, okay, that name I actually do know. That one I do know. I think that's okay, because so that, of Ace Combat or something. So that hits... That. That hits uh, uh, 3,900 rounds per minute. So this is slightly slower than that. However, it is almost twice that's... the caliber. Yeah, that's true. Uh, these these are 90 millimeter bullets, so they're quite quite. Oh, quite the, big. they're nine. Oh, I had it in my head. They were 50. They're 90. Okay, it is actually three times the caliber. My mistake. <laughs> yep. So pretty big. Anyway, yeah. uh, small diversion on that. Uh, Gatling gun, big Gatling gun, fire very fast, destroy. Uh, that's what it does. Uh, again, the design, not really a lot to talk about different, though, besides that. Um, we're going to shift gears real hard, though, when we get to the Unit 6. Is there anything, any closing notes about the GO5 you want to say? Um, I mean, I guess I just, I, I really do think it is, like, a UC version of the of the heavy arms, but I just think the design works better. I just think it, it looks much cooler and i yeah. i think it's great funnily enough see some people might think oh they gave it a gatling gun and it's red and like yellow and stuff that that has to be a reference right well this actually predates the um this predates the heavy arms is the thing huh however i should note this so in mmsv so this this illustration existed in mmsv and mmsv started in like the early 90s um now I don't know uh, across how long it, you know, MMSV was handled, but still, nevertheless, I'm pretty sure this predates Wing. But I don't know if Okawara's version actually had the Gatling gun. Um, because hmm. I'm looking at it, I'm not seeing any illustrations of it, so it may not have gotten the Gatling gun until later. Hmm. Um, but it's always hard to resolve this information because a lot of places tend to consolidate all the information. Sure. Um, let me look actually, uh, because I'm curious. I'm gonna. See. Uh, no, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing. Um, no, that's the. Um, no, that's not. That's too late. Yeah. I thought I I thought I had the I thought I'd cracked it, but unfortunately, that is. Art I'm gonna from... actually check. Uh, because there's the B Club uh entertainment bibles, and uh one of them is MMSV. I'm gonna actually see if it mentions that real quick. That'll just be a moment. Um, because mm -hmm. I, I I am legitimately curious now. If that was something Kotoki added, or if that's something this had. In the original art here, okay, I'm seeing the hyperbeam rifle. Um, we go to the one in the back, because that should list the actual armaments. Big freaking book, though. God, hold on. Here it is. <laughs> Alright, Gundam Unit 5. Specs. Okay, we go down to the weapons. Uh, 60mm Vulcans, times 2. Hand beam gun. Beam saber, times 2. Hyper Bazooka, Hyper Beam Rifle. Yep, it didn't. The Gatlings were something Katoki added. I wonder huh. if he added it because it was red. Interesting. Which is actually really interesting too, because that means that the four had the gimmick of having the hyper, like the Hyper Beam Rifle, or not Hyper Beam Rifle, the big Mega Launcher thing, up uh, even in the old stuff. But the Go Five, I guess, didn't have anything special then. Um, huh. originally, that might be why Katoki added that. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry about that. Quick mystery. How to solve it? Um. No, I think that's that was good content. We we, we cracked it. We cracked the case live on air. Yep. Good I mean, shit. look, I have a lot of books. I have a lot of reference books, and it helps with this. Um. It does. Anyway. Um. So to move on from the Geo Five, then we have the RX seventy eight six, the Mudrock, or sometimes spelled Madrock, uh, such as on one of the recent kits. Another design from MMSV that got a redesign for a video game. 
uh, specifically Xeonic Front. Uh, Keichiro Katagiri did the design for Xeonic Front. I am not familiar with that name. Um, but, uh, so, looking at the Mudrock, the Mudrock, look, look at the MMSV design first, because I like looking at the old design first, so we'll talk about mm-hmm. Okawara's version of it. Um, this design's a lot. So starting with the head, you've got a pretty different head because it removes the vents, actually. It has no face vents. Mm-hmm. Um, big yellow eyes um, and no face vent, which makes the face look very striking to me in comparison to like even the Gundam Unit 4 and 5, which are in the same design series. But you can tell this is drawn differently. This, I think the eyes are supposed to be seen as bigger because they're drawn so much bigger. Um mm-hmm. As you go down, your chest is a pretty standard chest, but it's very stocky. Like, it's it's a Gundam chest. It's got the, you know, the yellow vents on either side. You've got a cockpit hatch. You've got the collar area. But when you look at, like, where the arms connect to, you have, like, an extra set of armor almost, like, kind of sticking out there. Like, mm-hmm. it just looks bulky in comparison. The shoulders are these big, almost square-shaped uh, shoulders um, that, you know, just boosters on thrusters on them everywhere you've got huge armor latches hanging down over the upper arm um you move down to the arms you've got big arms uh that basically almost have they, they basically almost have shields already built into them the on the arms like yeah you, like little bracers yeah it's got like bracers basically and it can attach a shield over these too even. but um yeah it's it's neat and they even have like i love that at the top of them they have, like, the visor that you put on Gundam shields, but, like, a big elongated one. It, it's probably more as, like, a vent or something. But or maybe a heart, Maybe it's as a hard point. Maybe it's for the sake of attaching. Yeah. It's just very funny looking, though, to have those it, on there. Um, I do like it that is. it has, like, these weird yellow stripes also on the wrist. Um, the skirt armor, nothing too special about it. You've got your big yellow blocks that you expect on an ARC-78. Um, fancy side skirts that have little docking points probably for, like, weapons. Um, you've got pretty normal legs up until you hit the lower leg, the thighs, you know, all the same, uh, but the lower leg, you got all these sets of boosters, and very similarly, actually, to the Alex, you get these two, like, kind of scooped thrusters on either side. Incidentally, mm-hmm. most media that this shows up in, it is shown moving by hovering, similar to the Dom. Oh, interesting. Yep. Um, so, uh, that, that seems to be why it has all these downward boosters. The Mudrock is made for ground combat, should know. Um, With a name like Mudrock, you, you, you're not yeah. a figure, right? Um, so, I guess it could be used in space uh, as well, which seems really weird to me, because that you, it, it does the hovering thing like a dom, right? But that would mean, mm-hmm. I would think its thrusters would have to be like in a very specific way. Like That's the whole reason you can't use a dom in space. You have to use the Rick dom. So it, mm-hmm. it does feel weird to me that apparently this was supposed to be put into space, but whatever. Well, anyway. I think it's a case where, like, you know, most mobile suit designs can actually be used in space. They would just suck. That's fair. Like, it's not like it's not like you can't put a DOM in space. It's just it's going to move really badly. Yeah. Well, we saw what happened with the GPO-1 the first time it launched into space without having its shit all calibrated. Um, right. Goes bad. Ko-Rocky, biggest dumbass. Anyway, um... Uh, the feet are also beefy, too, which makes it feel like a ground design, right? Like, it's got, like, taller mm-hmm. heels, um, compared to, like, a, like your usual Gundam design. Uh, now, the backpack is where we get very extreme, because 
We got back cannons, baby, and whether they're beam or solid really depends on what you're looking at. <laughs> um, so, uh, first of all, the backpack also, again, feels very designed for the ground because you've got all these thrusters pointing downward. Like, you've got, like, these two scoops, like, with thrusters going straight down off the back of it. You've got two thrusters on the back, two thrusters going down again at the bottom. Uh, and you've got these two huge cannons. So, um... It has a beam rifle that is so, like, it, it, when it is given a beam rifle in games, they just give it the ground gun and beam rifle. However, in MMSV, it does have its own beam rifle, which has a really weird, unique design. Um, I, I kind of like that MMSV rifle uh, a lot, mm -hmm. actually. I'm a little sad that because of the video game, uh, that will never show up again. Because they'll just put the ground gun and beam rifle on it, because that's what's known. I mean, I think the backstory is that it, like, what it says here is that they didn't finish they it. They didn't finish it, right, and so they just gave it the Ground Gundam one. The thing is, the Ground Gundam didn't exist when this machine first came out during MMSV, so... Sure, sure, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so, real quick, now we're gonna look at the, um, we're, we're gonna look at the version of it from the game, because, again, we should look at both versions. Um, in the game, there's technically two versions of it. There's an incomplete and a complete version. The incomplete version... You remove the, the thrusters on the sides of the legs, and you remove the fancy shoulder armor. Um, mm -hmm. Other differences it has, the chest looks more like a normal Gundam chest, like the vents are actually designed more, like, you know, bigger and, like, your standard kind of Gundam-y thing. Um, the head is given red eyes and a red forehead camera instead of the yellow it had on the other one. Um, and then uh, it is given uh, beam saber holsters on the beam cannon. Because the original one, I think it mentions it has beam sabers, but it never mentioned where they were stored. So that's probably mm. why they decided to add those. Um, so, uh, and then you have the complete version, which adds those shoulders. And it adds the lake boosters, but the lake boosters are designed a little differently. On the MMSV version, they're basically, like, attached to the side of the leg, but you can still see the side of the leg. On the other version, it's basically worn over the side of the leg. And they actually look... The redesign makes them look very similar to the Alex's, um, like, little scoops, which mm -hmm. was probably the intent, honestly. Um, oh, the other change, they made it so the leg, like, the ankle armor that is normally there has, like, a cut through the middle of it. I guess it's just to differentiate it. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Weird don't know decision why. made there. Yeah. Um... Alright, so going down to the armaments, we mentioned the beam rifle, it has Vulcans. Uh, so, it has a pair of 300mm cannons on the back. These are, like, you know, almost gun cannon style like, But Dylan, cannons. are they beam or are they physical? So, this is the problem. <laughs> Some video games, and, and this is an issue you run into with a lot of MSVs, or things that don't get used, because this happens with the Jim Sniper too as well. Um, some games have just decided, wait, it's a Gundam, so it should just have beam cannons, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, so some G-Gen games used to do that. Uh, in most media now, they have kind of normalized it, they're just solid cannons. Um, so, it has that, it has grenade launchers on the forearm. I, that's another one where I don't know if that was added later or not, because you can't really see anything, like... The new arms, you can kind of see, like, how that could open into a grenade launcher, but the old arms don't look like that to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, we mentioned the beam rifle thing. It's also, it is frequently shown using a lot of your ground Gundam-type weapons. Like, it uses, like, the bullpup machine gun. Uh, 
it uses the beam rifle from it. Uh, it has a hyper bazooka. I don't know which one's depicted using usually, honestly. Um, uh, who fucking cares? Hyper bazooka. It's a bazooka. Um, <laughs> it does have a fancy shield that is not actually fancy because it's just the gym command shield. <laughs> they just gave it the gym command shield and Xeonic front and stuff. Um, and it says the hyper hammer here. I'm curious when it uses that because I I've never seen it use the hyper hammer in anything really, but. Hmm. I'm sure it can, but yeah. So this is basically a big, beefy, slidey, pseudo-ground Gundam, but not it can be used in space, but whatever, I, I say it's a ground Gundam, um, that uh, basically adds a bunch of built-in weapons to the Gundam. Like, instead of, like, the cannons are built in, you've got the wrist grenade launchers, um, it does actually look like uh, in GBO2 and in Gundam Versus, I stand corrected, they did give it its old beam rifle design rather than just the ground Gundam one. So I like that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it definitely feels like, uh, like you know, we, t- we talked a couple episodes ago about the Double Zeta, right? Mm-hmm. And at the time I commented, like, it feels like the Double Zeta is an attempt to make a machine that is the Gundam and the gun cannon and the gun tank. Um, and the Mud Rock is like, wait, why would we include the gun tank? Yeah. <laughs> um yeah the mudrock it's so the mudrock is funny to me also because this actually mentions a thing that is a very funny physics don't apply to to mobile suits at all right of course it's stupid to try to really apply it. like all that matters is that as it is presented to you it is consistent it is like with star trek when they have entire episodes about not beaming through like shields and stuff like that you shouldn't have people beam through shields. Like, if you've revolved the plot around something, you should follow that. But, mm-hmm. Mecha, all that really matters is, like, that little bit of internal consistency. You don't really need to, like, over-examine it or try to apply real physics. Some people do. I, I feel like that's a fool's endeavor. Anyway, uh, this does have the funny thing that I always am amused by, though. Because it weighs way more... Well, it weighs one-third more than the Gundam because of all the extra equipment. They decided to enlarge the backpack give it a higher output reactor, and they gave the thrusters onto the legs. The thing I'm curious about is, when when does it start becoming, like, a sunk cost thing, right? Like, how yeah. how much larger do you have to make things, right? Like, on a lot of mobile suits, making it move faster seems to be just a matter of we put more boosters on it, but also that always... That, that feels wrong, because wouldn't that add more weight because you have to add the fuel and that? Like, I've played a lot of Kerbal Space Program, so I'm kinda, I kind of know these things, because I've tried mm. doing the same thing that they do with mobile suits and that. And sadly, it doesn't work. I wish it did. Um, I mean, you can make it work. It's it's the math becomes complicated for sure, but it's not like adding more engines makes something slower. No. It doesn't make it as much faster as you'd think. Yeah, the thing is, it starts being like very marginal gains, though, right? Like, yeah, because you're still adding on the weight of that extra equipment. Not to mention like power draw, etc. You have all that to worry about. Like I said, it's mm-hmm. just the thing I think about like sometimes because. It is funny to me that some mobile suit design, it is just like, we can just slap like a block of thrusters and that will significantly increase this. Um, I, not that I think that's bad, mind you. I just find it a little amusing is all. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. huh, I wonder when it starts becoming like a sunk cost thing, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so Mudrock, any particular feelings on that since you played GBO2? Um, honestly, I like, I guess I appreciate it exists. I don't really care for it. That's fair. I think it, okay, I like the head on it a lot, and I like the boxiness of the design, but it's also not my favorite of these versions, of these, like, I don't tend, I don't tend to like, like, the heavily armed ground versions of machines, this this just doesn't tend to be my jam. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, 
we also now have the final Gundam of the One Year War. Actually, I say that, this one was not actually a One Year War Gundam, uh, even though it, it's the RX-78 set. We have the Seventh Gundam. So I have never seen this before. The Seventh Gundam also got a Kentucky redesign for uh, Battlefield Record 0081, a pretty good PS3 game in my opinion, actually. I do quite like that one. Um, but, uh, so looking at the original design, um, this is a Gundam that is covered in hard points. Again. Um, mm. so the idea was, okay, we're going to, uh, it, this is based apparently on, like, trying to, so, so you know the full armor Gundam, right? Sure. Maybe we'll talk about those too, just because those are also variants and, and eh, we'll see. Full armors actually could probably get their own episode. Yeah, they will. Anyway, sorry, just debating about a show right now live on air. Um, the seventh Gundam though has a lot of equipment based on almost all the prior Gundams, like, but mounting it all in one thing, right? It was designed mm -hmm. to have a full armor system, but from the get-go, because the old full armor Gundam is basically we bolted these on, right? Like, it's a very right. kind of not elegant way of doing it. Um, it has a better generator than all the prior Gundams in the 1 through 6. Um, it, it, they wanted to give it that because, you know, it, it, um, well, it's got a full armor pack for there. Um, mm -hmm. it has a pretty, a pretty neat head. I actually like the head because it has, like, the Mohawk camera, it has the eyes, and then it's got these two, like, cool, like, uh, vents on either side that i really like the mm -hmm. design of um it has panoramic monitors uh though in 0081 they don't have that anymore um it also has like a magnetic coating because all these gundams have them and it has thrusters as you can see located throughout the body again just supposed to be like this is supposed to be like the ur of like original gundam like designs in terms of its philosophy for it um mm -hmm. like it just has a little bit of everything um, so, when you look at the design, like I said, the head has a cool design to it. I actually like it because it doesn't add a ton of detail, but it looks neat. Like, especially, like, the original MMSV art, uh, because Kotoki, I don't dislike Kotoki's art. I actually think Kotoki does a lot of neat stuff, but a lot of these games, they wanted him to normalize the designs. I don't entirely blame that on him. Um, mm -hmm. I do feel like maybe he was told you have to make this look more like a UC machine. Um, for a lot of these. But if you look at, like, Okawara's art here, the head is big. It's got these two cheek guards that, like, are very pronounced that have, like, a little, like, dash, like, a lot of armor tends to, you know, be shown with and more, when people try doing more realistic machines, things like the Gym Striker and all that. Um, mm -hmm. it's got, like, it's got some vents behind, it's got, like, uh, vents behind the Vulcans, presumably, I would imagine, to exhaust some heat from that, from using them. It's got a cool red camera for the Mohawk, Mohawk camera, but it has two, you know, your standard yellow Gundam eyes. It's got these cheek vents that I really like the design of. Um, as you move down to the torso, you get these very beefy torso. Again, still very Gundam-like in design. You've got blue on the upper half, got a section of white, and then a section of black connecting to the waist. You've got the two vents. You've got above the cockpit hatch, there's a vent, which part of my brain goes... That's kind of suck. You just, like, leave and you get blasted by some heat when you leave the cockpit. Yeah, that sounds unpleasant. Um, but, um, 
you've got uh, thrusters on, like, the sides of the armor there, which is kind of neat, like, on the sides of the torso. The shoulders, mm-hmm. you got omnidirectional thrusters all over. You go down to the wrists and stuff. Um, uh, some of these things that look like thrusters may be latches for the full armor equipment, so it's a little hard to tell for all of them. Because some are very obviously thrusters, and some are very obviously, like, like you know, the full armor equipment, because it's supposed to have all these hard points. Um, mm-hmm. So, you move down, you got these beefy wrists. Um, this one, also should note, does not have a lot of built-in weapons, though I think 0081 did give it grenade launchers, uh, which yeah, might there's... be in the list. I, I would assume that it has risk grenade launchers, yeah. judging by the text. Again, going off the MMSV art, I don't know if Okawara actually planned that originally. That's probably just on the Kotoki version of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the skirt, pretty standard Gundam skirt. It's beefy. It's got the big yellow things. It's got the little crotch V, etc. Uh, thrusters, though, on it and latches. Thrusters and latches. That's this mobile suit. Thrusters and latches. Um, mm-hmm. The legs are where it starts feeling very futuristic. Um, because... You look at the legs and like the way that the thrusters are on the on the front, the way it has like these cool thrusters on the back of them. I re- it almost looks like two smiling cyclopses on the back though, which is very funny to me. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, you go down. The ankle armor is interesting because it's very big and it's the front and the back. It covers both the front and the back. Well, and it has vents on the ankle armor, mm-hmm. which I've never seen before. Yep, it's got vents on the very front of the ankle armor there got more of those either thrusters slash latches on the feet um now to talk about katoki's version katoki toned this one down a lot mm-hmm. which is the unfortunate thing if you look at the shoulders the shoulders are a lot more plain like he he basically gave it like normal gundam tricolor whereas like the original one you, you look at like the backpack being all blue and the beam sabers being blue the shoulders have this extra blue detail on them you look at the Katoki one, they've just gone back to white. Like, the tricolor setup on Katoki's makes it look very much like it's based on the Arc 78. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I get it. I get why it's supposed to look like that for, you know, a more modern thing. But I kind of love how wild the original one is with, like, the colors and everything. And, like, its proportions mm-hmm. being very bulky and having this, like, kind of, like, longer head with these big cheek guards. Um, yeah, if there's, if there's one big... I mean, like, they're, you know multiple changes but i wish i i wish they had carried forward some more of the color and i would have liked to keep that head because that head was really cool yeah the head on the katoki one much more dumbed down the cheek guards are do not extend as far um i believe he turned uh the little vents on the side of the head there into cameras um rather than like normal vents like because they're just flat red rather than having like the slits through them um same Mm -hmm. with like the cheeks there you can see that they have like the little squares um but, uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't hate it. It's just not, having seen the other one, it's way less cool to me now. It's, it's, it's disappointing how many interesting features they sacrificed. I do like its new beam rifle. Uh, yes, the new beam rifle, well, the old beam rifle is also pretty good, but the new beam rifle, I love how boxy it is. Uh, it's a very mm-hmm. square beam rifle. Um, now, Okawara, uh, or sorry, um, yeah, Okawara's is very unique looking. This is the beam rifle is actually probably like the epitome of where you can see what Katoki did with this design to change it and make it more like you see. The version on Katoki's art there looks way more like the standard Gundam beam rifle, like it has like the Gundam scope rather than like this unique scope that the other one has, and it mm-hmm. goes for like that gray blocky color. So even though it's the same shape, 
one of them feels more like it belongs in 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 like quote unquote belongs in UC than the other, like at least in the one year war. So I can sure. kind of get it. Um, both of them have a pretty cool shield. Um, it's basically like a Gundam shield with a bunch of armor bolted on top of the shield itself. Um, is what it looks like because it has like these you know cool black sections. Um, mm-hmm. I also like that it has like the little uh claw at the bottom is how i would describe that you know like it has the cutout that makes it look like it has the two points at the bottom i like that um Mm -hmm. solid solid basic gundam right i think it is a solid basic gundam i definitely prefer that katoki version now here's where we get weird (laughs) we said that this has full armors this is where the design starts going a little off the rails we have the full armor seventh gundam here and when we say full armor, this does mean it. It adds armor everywhere. 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 So the, the toes get more armor. Yes. So when you compare the two, the head is the only thing that doesn't get extra armor here. Still has the same head. You'd go to that torso, though. The torso looks almost entirely different. They added a, extra armor over the whole entire torso. This is what's making me wonder if some of those things that I thought looked like thrusters are just la- meant to be latches, because mm-hmm. it adds armor to the sides of the torso. You get this large white chunk of armor over the front of it. You've got armor over the vents, so you have to put like new vents over the vents. Um, the cockpit latch, extra fucking armor over it. Um, you go to the shoulders. The shoulders have like doubled in size, and mainly in height. They're just huge, beefy shoulders. The arms are now wearing entirely new armor. Um, the skirt, entirely new armor over it. Like, the yellow parts are the only thing that's retained, but you can see the yellow parts are no longer, like, going deep. Like, they don't have depth. And it's because the armor just slaps around them. Um, Mm -hmm. the crotch, extra armor and a thruster at the front of that extra armor. The thighs, I think, are kind of the same oh should note random little feature on the thighs of both the uh, of the original and this uh it has little thrusters coming out of the sides of the thighs which i think is kind of cool because thighs typically don't get anything on most gundams we've talked about it before where we've just been like that's that's a gundam thigh or it's just a mobile suit thigh um i do like that he gets like these little side boosters on there um you move down the legs look completely different you've added armor everywhere onto the sides of the legs on the back of the legs uh armor on the ankle armor you have like a little like bolted piece on above it you have armor on the feet <laughs> why no uh, it's the full armor for once we'll live up to the name of full armor rather than just you know saying full armor when we just slap guns and no armor on a thing and here's the thing uh all of this where like basically every part of this machine has literally extra armor on it and then the description of this is the emphasis of the full armor components is offensive power rather than defensive power. Are you sure about that? Yeah, well, it's funny that they say that. Well, it does add a lot of weapons thing, but it's funny that they say that because there are full armor units that definitely are way less defensive focused than this that exists yeah. that we know about. Um, but yeah, so the main things this adds, um, you can get it, it can do beam spray guns on the forearms or grenade launchers depends on, you know, what you want it has additional micro missiles somewhere unfortunately we don't have the parts listed for where these are though you can kind of guess like it says triple missile pod if you look at the sides of the leg armor you can see that there are missile pods with like you know three latches so that's probably where those are 
Mm-hmm. The quadruple missile pod, I assume, is maybe on the backpack? Because there's, like, a maybe? giant... Yeah, it's a little... Mm, hard to tell. Like, that. there's that, like... I can't tell if that binder there is just to offset the giant fucking beam rifle-looking cannon that is over the shoulder. Um, because that's also what it gets. It gets a long-range beam cannon that just... I kind of love it because it just looks like a giant Gundam rifle. Yeah. It gets, like, an additional, like, back skirt. Uh, now, this is one where we start going into the Kotoki version now, off the MSV version. And, again, it's a little toned down. It's not as beefy, right? But he well, does one do... One of the nice things... Oh, he respects all the colors this time. Yes. Basically. Not only that, but I do really like that when you look at the rear shot of his, he basically gave it like a whole rear skirt, like suite of um, propellant, which I love. Like it having mm-hmm. this giant set of rear skirts. Um, it has, I, I love the backpack having all these thrusters on it, just a row of verniers on them. Um, unfortunately, we do not have a back shot of Okawara's, by the way, I should know. Uh, Okawara only drew this one from the front. Um, Damn. Which makes it hard to see what's going on. But you can see in Katoki's, like, the rifle, the, the, the long-range beam cannon is just a giant beam rifle. The the design is just a lot. Um, now, basically, you add a bunch of armor, you add a bunch of explosives, you add some wrist guns. Okay, now, this is fine, but should mention, this isn't the end. Because next is... The HFA-78-3, which stands for Heavy Full Armor. This was also an MMSV. I, I, I don't know if Okawara saw, like, the 0083, um, like, the, the, the Dendrobium, and, like, the, the Deep Striker, and said, I want to make one of those myself, but that's what this feels like looking at the I MMSV. have to assume. If, I have to assume. He's like, what if I made one of these? This thing is fucking ridiculous. I don't even know how, how to go through, like, talking about it. Um... I will endeavor my best. More is, armor added on top of the armor. <laughs> it's I I have made this comparison on the show before, but it is extremely, you know, user-created late game gummy ship. <laughs> like it adds extra torso armor that looks like it latches on top of the already extra torso armor. The shoulders have become gigantic and like thrust right out, um which have missiles in them now too. Um the side skirts look to have beam guns. I can't tell if those are on the side skirts or on the backpack because this thing is kind of a mess. Um, yeah. The It has a larger beam rifle that it has like a whole aperture for holding. And now that I look at it, it looks like it connects into like the shoulder and stuff. It's like a just the right arm is basically just a beam gun. It doesn't. You may as well not have hands anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Over the shoulder, we've replaced the giant beam rifle with a gianter beam. <laughs> the entire back of this thing is just thrusters in every direction, just like a backpack that is just meant for thrust. Um, and let, let's you know, let's be clear. Like Dylan is is Dylan is being very precise with words here. We often say verniers. I'm not calling these verniers. These are a thrusters. These are yeah. These big are not for maneuvering. Bastards. These are not for like spinning. Like you know, verniers is like something I can imagine can be used for like various like directions and stuff. This is just, these are just thrusters. These are just, they're one directional. This makes you go fast in a direction. This is for expressing your hatred um, of the sound barrier. This one, I did find a rear shot of uh, of um, Okawara's, which it's funny because it doesn't really make it oh any more clear. God. It's so much. What a design. Uh, 
What happened? Okawara, put the pen down. Stop drawing. It's very funny, right? Because people think of like Okawara as being like a little bit more old-fashioned and restrained, but he, not here. He just went off. Yeah, no, you've got parts everywhere. Yeah, okay, so these giant guns are like the giant guns that I thought were on like the the side skirts are kind of also attached to the underarms. I I think this thing has to like be locked in place. I think the only thing that has movement anymore is like the legs, which is very funny. Yeah. The legs have also yeah. added on extra thrusters, by the way, just pointing back. Um, you've got a big propellant tank that just says the word Gundam on it. <laughs> um, not even Seventh Gundam, just Gundam. Uh, you, you the, one of the back fins does also just say Gundam, though the other side of it has the HFA seventy three. Um, but like this thing is just ridiculous. It's just there are times where there are masses of parts where my brain goes, I can actually recognize all this and see this in 3D. I'm going to admit, this is one of those times where this is not one of them. This is just a big, massive, lazy boy of death. If I go through the armaments, I can't tell you where any of these are. There's a 3-tube <sighs> missile pod, a 4-tube missile pod, micro-missiles, an 8-tube missile pod. I I'm pretty sure I know which one the long-range Mega Beam Cannon is. I'm... I'm sure that well okay well but there's the long range long range mega beam cannon but also the beam cannon but also the cannon but also the beam rifle but also the beam spray gun and also the hand beam gun there's also a grenade launcher on this and apparently this can mount a hyper bazooka I assume it's in the left hand maybe that's why it still has the left hand free who knows sure sure um, I'll go with that why not so this one we go to the Kotoki version I'm going to admit this is probably my favorite of the Kotoki redesigns because you can kind of make out the separate sections now. You can see what's it, fucking happening in this drawing. It's not a blob. Yes. It is not a blob anymore. It's still big and it's still overdone. But it's not as blobby. Okay, so... You can kind of see on the Kotoki version of the design. Uh, so it still has the extended shoulders. It still has the extra torso armor. The backpack and the torso armor don't all fuse, though, into like this weird swept back block like the arms look like they can move still it does have a mm -hmm. large thruster block on the back uh i do like that the thruster block on the back i didn't notice this until just now uh okay uh because on the okay on the okawara design it has like a little yellow sensor on katoki's it has like a basically a fold-up radome that looks like you know a, a naval ship type radome almost mm -hmm. um it's got, like, the big over-the-shoulder cannon still, but again, you can kind of make out that it's attached to the backpack here, and that it just flips over. Um, the, the, it actually, he actually sectioned out the backpack as well, so that, like, you have a top half and a bottom half that are not just fused into this, like, one block. Like, the lower half is where the propellant tanks are. You can see that, like, it comes off where there, there was, like, the tail unit on the original. Um, mm -hmm. And you can also see that the beams, uh, the two beam guns, uh, are strapped to that now. Uh, and they, uh, they're presumably still always pointing forward, but they're not, like, in that weird position where it looks like the arm can't move anymore. Uh, the legs still get the extra thrusters all over them. But like I said, this is a much more recognizable shape on the whole. If you're listening along, if you compare the art, you will be able to see what I mean. It's still a mess. I'm not going to say that it's not, like, a big, messy design. But, I mean, you must like it. I mean, it's it's got AOZ vibes. It kind of has AOZ vibes, and it does... It feels better to me uh, than the other one does. Okawara's... I love Okawara as an artist. I, I sometimes... I, I've had mixed histories with talking about some of his Gundam designs later on. Like, I, I still think he's a great designer. I just... 
feel uh, there's a point where he got a bit samey. Um, I will say this is almost the other direction. This is him going too far outside of his own territory with the HFA. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so this thing is a lot. It, it's just <sighs> we mentioned it has all these weapons. Its role in the story is. In the video game, you basically only use it on one stage. You use it when you do an assault on, like, the moon base, and then you eject all the armor off at the end of it. Like, it's used for, like, a section that plays almost more like a shmup than, a, uh, than like, the rest of the game, which is, like, an action mecha game. Hmm. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. And um, great capstone, though, for us talking about the ARC 78s 1 through 7, because the 7 is... Uh, the highest number and it's also the most the most what the most a lot of things well dylan i have a surprise for you oh i want to talk about one more machine and we're gonna have to drop in a spoiler warning okay because we i want to talk about an alternate version of the prototype gundam i want to talk about the rx seventy eight zero one. yes prototype gundam And at this point, we will start discussion of Gundam The Origin. So if you are sensitive to that, please tap out at this point. Okay, we can do that. We'll talk about that. So this is the prototype Gundam from The Origin. Um, This is a very different design from the original prototype Gundam. This one looks like mm-hmm. a crash test dummy. Yes. Um, It's got, like, it literally has, like, the impact, like, you know, like, the points of impact kind of paint thing going on like with the the circle with the you know quadrants defined um the main thing this has that is also different besides a very different paint job it has aviators kind of yep it doesn't it doesn't like it has it has the um the like the we talked about it with um was it the pale rider the sort of like the visor over the eyes yep and then it has uh an over the shoulder solid cannon to be fair, this over-the-shoulder solid cannon is, in fact, like used on the Origin version of the Gundam as well. So mm-hmm. it's not like unique equipment. Um, but yeah, no, otherwise, this thing is just a weird yellow Gundam. And it's strange. I think it looks sick. I, I can dig it. Um, I, I can dig it. Uh, it's so... Like I said, looking at it, this one, the original art of it is very much just yellow Gundam with aviators, and it has a bunch of lines drawn on it. It reminds me of a Battletech drawing, almost. Like, where you, like, especially, like, the original Okawara art, you can see, like, it it feels like Okawara took a ruler and just started doing lines through it, but... It makes me think of drafting paper. It works because, yes. Oh, also, the yeah, that off-yellow almost does make it look like that, too. Wow. Like, it reminds me of, like, you know, like, that the, the shitty graphing paper you may have had, like, in, in the, like, a geometry class or something. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. It's a very weird design. Doesn't really change a lot of points other than that, but it is a fun one to talk about. And it has its own variants, which I guess we have to talk about because we started talking about this. <laughs> I guess we have to talk about the ARC 7801 and Gundam local type rollout color. Which is, um, so, there's the Gundam local type. These are for Mobile Suit Discovery, which is annoying. (laughs) Because, see, 
Origin already feels very separate from Gundam in how it, main, it does its events and everything. And even, like, the mobile suit names, etc. are different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, they did a thing called Mobile Suit Discovery, which was, what if we made MSV, but for the Origin? And at first it was like, well, okay, this is kind of neat, though, because you already know what all the MSVs are. So that means that, like, you can tie them together and not make it po- overpopulated and bloated, right? No. No, they did do that. Um, they just did, did it in its own way. So the local mm-hmm. type here is... This one is where we start having actual differences from the Gundam. So it still has the glasses. It still has the cannon. The chest vents are designed differently. Uh, the shoulders are given, like, uh, little handles on them, uh, which this is by Hajime Kotoki, I should say, because he did Mobile Suit Discovery. Um, mm-hmm. and we know he loves adding that to the Gundam in general. Um, it keeps its beam sabers, so it has beam saber on the backpack, but it also has beam sabers on the wrist, which is yeah. pretty cool. I think it can activate them on the wrist because that's how they show it in the artwork. And I, I love wrist activated beam uh, sabers. If we ever talk about like yeah, the gem too. sniper, uh, I'll, I'll have to talk about that. But basically. Um, it has, like, two beam sabers on the wrist that it can grab. It has sealing over all the joints, which is another weird element, right? So, this was supposed to be designed for, like, Earth Combat now. That's why it's called, like, the Gundam Local type, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Very weird name of doing it. Um, so, it... It's really weird. They gave it joint coverings because, presumably, it's going to be working on Earth. And, you know, it might run into water and stuff. So it has, like, that going for it. Um, other minor things, they changed the skirt. They've removed, like, the big sort of capacitor things. The actual, like, V where the crotch plate is is completely different now. They, it almost feels like they streamlined the design a little in some aspects, but then in other aspects they made it more complex, like the shoulders and the torso. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the Gundam local type. Not really a big need to talk about it, because it's the Gundam... It's, it's the local type rollout colors, but in different colors. Um, mm-hmm. They gave it uh, a, a, a sort of more like mass production type Gundam color scheme of like, you know, like it's, it's got like that like pale blue. It almost reminds me of like the ground Gundam's kind of blue. Um, and then, but it does have white as the main color and then some yellow and then red for the face details. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple color scheme. Um... This is, like, a weird alternate version, though, altogether. Then there's the North American type. I like this one. Again, not a lot of changes other than they added decals and a different color scheme. But I do like the North American type because it does have this cool sort of brown and black and gray and orange and yellow kind of color scheme going on. It's weird. kind of like it. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, not a lot of actual changes on this design, though. Um, Obviously, this is the Black Gundam that they were talking about in 008. Ah, yes, right. Uh, (laughs) Now, here's the annoying thing that you've done by introducing these. There were two units, right? One of them gets turned into that, the North American type. The other gets turned into, you know, the normal local type without the rollout colors. The normal local type gets then turned into the Gundam Marine type, which we haven't talked about yet. And, And then... The other one gets two evolutions because it turns into the FSD and then the Heavy Gundam. We will talk about the Heavy Gundam and the Marine type on their own episodes because they're in normal Gundam that isn't origin bullshit. They have their own backstories that aren't just being developed from this. Um, 
but I will bring up the uh, local FSD type, the Gundam FSD, which is full scale development. Okay. This one. I'll allow this. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, it's a Gundam Unit 01. We're going to have to talk about it here now because you, you've made me start talking about the 01. You, listen, I like I like saying I'll allow this for things that I have no control over and could not possibly stop. It's just And also encouraged. So you have the Unit <laughs> 1, which is still in those North American colors. Uh, the primary difference being, if you look at the chest, they've given it like a really weird set of uh, like vents. They're very strange. Yeah. Um, like diagonal. That's weird. It has a ground Gundam style shield, um, like the short shield, and it also has a Gatling gun on the right forearm. Um, the other thing is that if you look at the unit two, they did it in Seven Eleven colors. Uh, Excuse me. Look at the unit two there. It does not not look like Seven Eleven colors to you. With the uh, cyan and then the gray and not, the yellow, not quite as much green as I would expect, but you're not wrong. Yeah, no, it looks it, like they've done Seven Eleven Gundams. It's not quite the same, but it's pretty similar. It very much reminds me of that. Yeah, um, that's fair. The only other armament this gets is a prototype long range beam rifle, which is just a huge fuck off rifle that uh, we get to see. It looks kind of like the Jim Sniper type from Eighth MS Team's rifle, but like with a box barrel. Um, and that's, that's the main thing it gets. I don't know what, what else it is. It's on, it's in the fucking spinoff called Gundam the Origin MSD Kukuru's Doan's Island. Why are these hanging out on Doan's Island? Who knows? I don't know. I don't read, I don't read various origin mangas. So, so hang on. You're telling me that the origin made a whole, like, volume around the episode that Tomino hated so much he keeps cutting from all the releases? Well, okay. It is by some other people, right? Okay. It is sure. not It is not Yaz doing this one. It's, it is... The artist for character design is Tsukasa Kotobuki, who... It looks like his art is very similar to Yaz's art. Um, Hajime Katoki does the mechanical design, and then the story is some guy named Ono Junji, who I do not know. Um... Mm-hmm. The thing is, after the Origin like got its OVA announcement, suddenly you started getting Origin side stories now because Origin was like, oh, well, Origin's clearly doing something different than original Gundam. So now we have to make uh, uh, this universe have its own bunch of side stories. Is what happened for a little bit, and that's why I don't even like touch the Origin stuff normally. But you made me, haha. Because the origin just is kind of its own fucking, like, weird micro microverse. Listen, I'll be honest with you. It's just that I saw that there was, a, there was a Gundam that looked like a crash test dummy, and I was like, that's cool. That's fair. That's very fair, and I, I completely understand. It's just, if MSD and all that didn't exist, origin stuff would be fun to talk about, but now it's like, oh no, we're damning ourselves to another 15 minutes of, like, rehashing designs that we'll see in other future episodes anyway. <laughs> um... Though, like I said, yeah. I avoided that with these two. These two, because one of these gets turned into the Heavy Gundam, which is a full armor Gundam variant in the original, like, Gundam. I don't even want to say universe, because Gundam doesn't have, like, a consistent universe. The whole point is, like, canon in Gundam is not something that's real. It's just, like, mm-hmm. if it's animated, it matters. If it's not animated, it's whatever. You can you can believe it or not. And then, if it's animated and it contradicts itself, who cares? Except two versions of fictional events at the same time. It's fine. I, I'm just I saying, do it. if I it's ever impossible. if I ever made a Gundam story, I would have to include both 
the the G like the 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 fancy um G fighter from um the movies uh over like you know the G sky and all that uh mm-hmm. or not the what was that one called what was it what was what did the movie replace it with the uh, core booster right uh, I would have to include the core booster but then I would also have to include the Gan so that it's like oh but that wasn't in the movies but that was in the movies and I would just break all the Western fans brains at once it would be great. That's what I would do. I would I would do a side story that is just me doing a flashback that shows contradictions of events, and that's all it would be, <laughs> just to make people mad. And that's why I'm not allowed to write for Gundam. <laughs> um, you're you're a cruel soul, Dylan. It'd be so good. But yes. All right. Anyway, that's our hour and twenty minutes on. Billions of RX-78 variants. The fucking RX-78 kitchen sink. Turns out that, that project, that the, the, the V project, is kind of fucking sick. In some aspects, yes. And in some aspects, we complain about them. But, you know, you'll have, to, you'll have already listened to the episode to find out. Um, Should we, you know what? Should we rank them? Should we rank the first seven Gundams? Fuck the 01 from uh, Origin. Sure, that sounds, that sounds great. Yeah. I All would right. love to do that. All right. Are we are we doing consensus or are we doing individual? Individual. Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, so ah, that's hard actually because we we could have written this already beforehand and we'd have to read it off. Uh, but now mm. it's like oh shoot. Okay, you know what? Real quick, I can actually do it right now. My favorite, just based on aesthetics, is the G three Gundam, followed by the R seventy eight two, followed by the seventh Gundam, followed by the one, then the four. And then the or no, then the five, then the four, then the six. I don't give a shit about the mud rock. Wow. Sorry. Wow, hurtful. Honestly, it, it looks cool Stains. sometimes, but it's just my least favorite of these. I'm just no, I'm I'm bad about you doing the G five dirty because my list. No, I put the G, uh, I put the G five above the G four. I still like right, it. Right, but you still put it the, the bottom half of your list. There's only seven of them. It's hard. <laughs> okay. Look. Well, and I like I like um, the classics a lot. Uh, my list, top to bottom, as I, as I say, Unit 5, Unit 4, G3, 7th Gundam, Prototype Gundam, and then the Mudrock. Where does the Grandpa fit into this, though? Because I did include the Grandpa in mine. Uh, you did include the Grandpa. Um, Above or below the G3? Uh, ex- yeah, right, exactly in the middle. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Welcome to our special Gundam episode. I was like, oh... You know, since we're not rolling, maybe we'll do an extra episode and roll on it. But this ran for an hour and 20 minutes. This kind of went, yeah. So uh, y- y'all get an extra long episode this week. Uh, we'll we'll eventually get back to doing the two episodes. Sometimes this just happens. It's fun. All right. Well, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. All right. Uh, sounds good. Uh, people already know what I do. I don't have to repeat it again. <laughs> I like uh, you gave me the silence to fill in there, and I'm just. Like, I, I, uh, sometimes you talk a little more than that. Sometimes you say something. I, I usually I do. To today I've talked so much. Today six, I've talked so much. Yeah, yeah, you did talk a lot. That's true. All right, fair enough. Where can um, people find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at six detmar s i x d e t t m a r. Uh, you can also find my work at scanlinemedia.com or Patreon.com/scanlinemedia. Uh, and I don't have any good quote. I wanted like a Tem Ray quote, but I, it's a hard to, nobody gives a shit about Tem Ray. Uh, yeah, no, I was, I was like, I, what's, what's encounter in space is like 
weird other name that I can't remember. To the end of a flash, I think it is, or something like that. Um, I, I thought that would make a good closing line. I just can't remember what it's called, though. Oh, well. Um, uh, okay, well, here, here, I'll take this from the IMDb page for Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin for Tem Ray. <clears throat> it looks like we don't have any photos or quotes yet. Peace. <laughs> アムロ、アムロ、振り向かないで宇宙の彼方に輝く星はアムロ、お前の生まれたふるさとだ覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かい温もりの中で目覚めた朝を アムロ振り向くなアムロ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠